my podcast. I'm Dr. John Cook. I'm so glad you joined us today as we continue our series on Systematic Theology 2. This is part 12 of lesson number 30 on the doctrine of eschatology or the doctrine of last things. We are going to see in this study what the Bible says about the visible, physical return of Christ into this world. We're going to look at his millennial reign and get a better understanding of it. Then we will look at the great white throne judgment and those that are judged there. We will also look at the Lord's kingdom as it goes right out into eternity. To the end of his kingdom, there is no end. We'll get right into our study right after this. When the Lord returns physically and visibly to this earth, he will judge the nations, the individuals thereof, as to what they did or did not do for Israel in the tribulation. This judgment of the nations is often referred to as the sheep and goat judgment. We read about this judgment in Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 through 46. Listen to what the scripture says. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was in hunger, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in. Naked, and ye clothed me. I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee and hungered, or and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick, or in prison, and came unto thee? The king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was an hungered, and ye gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me not in. Naked, and ye clothed me not. Sick, and in prison, and ye visited me not. Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee unhungered, or a thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee? Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye did it not to one of the least of these, ye did it not to me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. Their treatment of Israel in the tribulation was seen to be their treatment of the Savior himself. 
while the lack of treatment towards Israel is seen to be a failure to care for the Savior. The sheep shall go out into the Savior's kingdom and the goats into hell fire. And in this case, their works determine their destiny in the thousand-year reign of Christ. The millennial reign of Christ is a literal 1,000-year reign. This was the kingdom that was being offered to Israel when Jesus came the first time. The kingdom they rejected. John the Baptist's ministry was that of preparing the way of the Lord. In fact, Jesus said of John the Baptist in Matthew 11 and verse 14, if you will receive it, this is Elias, which was for to come. Israel continues today, and in that day, they continue on looking for the return of Elijah to prepare the way of the Messiah. But as in that day, they missed it. They missed the coming of Messiah because they rejected as a nation John the Baptist. But in the tribulation, Elijah will come, and Israel will be saved in a day, a miraculous salvation like unto the salvation of Saul of Tarsus on the road to Damascus. Our Lord's millennial kingdom will come into being at his second coming. That's what Revelation chapter 11, verses 15 through 17 tells us. And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven, saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And the four and twenty elders which sat before God on their seats fell upon their faces and worshipped God, saying, We give thee thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art and wast and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and hast reigned. The millennial reign of Christ is an absolute necessity to redeem this earth from the curse that was placed upon it when man sinned in the garden and to fulfill the eternal covenants that God has made with Israel. God says in Romans chapter 11, verses 25 through 29, listen to it. And so all Israel shall be saved as it is written. There shall come out of Sion, the deliverer and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. For this is my covenant unto them when I shall take away their sins. This is what John the Baptist said of Jesus in John 1.29. He said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. There it is. The one who could take away their sin. There he is. As concerning the gospel, the scripture goes on and says, They, Israel, are enemies for your sakes. But as touching the election... They are beloved for the Father's sakes. For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. God does exactly what he says he will do to the letter. So in the millennial reign of Christ, all the covenants that God made with Israel will be fulfilled. During the millennial reign of Christ, Satan will be bound in the bottomless pit for a thousand years. This we find in Revelation chapter 20, verses 1 to 3. The scripture says, And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit. 
and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him or that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. Now, there are those who claim that Satan is already bound in the bottomless pit today. An old preacher said of this teaching, if that's true, he sure do have a long chain. <laughs> of course, this teaching is false. Of that, there's no doubt. Because Satan today is the God of this world and blinds the hearts of men who believe not on the Lord Jesus Christ, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 4 tells us. Satan's desire is to defeat the program of God. He certainly does not want people to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. But in the millennial reign, Satan will be bound. He will be unable to mislead men. But this doesn't prevent men from going their own way, which is quite clear as we study the scriptures concerning this thousand-year reign of Christ. Just as there are today, so there will be in that day, men that don't desire the Savior to rule over them. They don't desire his will. They don't desire his righteousness. It's obvious from the fact that the Savior has to rule with a rod of iron. Psalm chapter 2 and verse 9 says, Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Then again in Revelation chapter 2 and verse 27, And he shall rule them with a rod of iron. As the vessels of a potter shall they be broken to shivers, even as I received of my father. And then again in Revelation chapter 12 and verse 5, and she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. And then finally, in Revelation chapter 19 and verse 15, we read, And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he should rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. If all were content to serve the Savior in the millennial reign, there would be no need for a rod of iron, don't you see? Satan, being bound for a thousand years in the millennial reign of Christ, will simply prove that man left to himself will rebel against God. So man in the millennial reign of Christ will not be all that submissive to the Savior. In fact, at the end of the thousand years reign, Satan will be released for a short time. We see this in Revelation chapter 20, verses 7 through 10. Listen to what it says. And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. Imagine. And they went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about and the beloved city. And fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. 
And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. There are those who don't believe that the lake of fire is forever, but God does. What a tragic truth is shown here. The proof that man living in the presence of the Savior, when he gets the chance, will follow the devil in open rebellion against God. Men going about living in the world of peace, and then men would not learn to go to war. But this crowd that choose to follow the devil have lived in a world of peace, but they certainly know how to go to war against the Savior. We also see in this scripture that when the devil and his army move against the Lord and his own, they shall meet absolute and eternal defeat because fire will come down from God out of heaven and devour them. Again, the scripture tells us that the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. The millennial reign of Christ will be a time of righteousness in this world. God is going to give to Israel a new heart, according to Jeremiah chapter 31 and verse 33. He says, but this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. Israel will follow the Savior in that day, for the Lord is going to change their heart as a nation. Ezekiel tells us in Ezekiel chapter 11 and verse 19, I will give them one heart and I will put a new spirit within them. And I will take the stony heart out of their flesh and will give them a heart of flesh. Not only will, will the millennial reign of Christ be a time of righteousness, it will be a time of holiness. Isaiah chapter 4 verses 3 and 4 says, It shall come to pass that he that is left in Zion and he that remaineth in Jerusalem shall be called holy. Even everyone that is written among the living in Jerusalem, when the Lord shall have washed away the filth of the daughters of Zion and shall have purged the blood of Jerusalem from the midst thereof by the spirit of judgment and by the spirit of burning. God has removed the stain of innocent blood from Israel, even the blood of the Savior, the blood they call down on themselves and on their children. In Matthew 27, 25, when they said, then answered all the people and said, his blood be on us and on our children. God shall in that day have removed blood guiltiness from Israel. That's something only God can do. The millennial reign of Christ will also be a time of peace. Micah tells us this in Micah chapter 4, verses 2 through 4. It says, And many nations shall come and say, Come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord and to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For the law shall go forth of Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem, and he shall judge among many people and rebuke strong nations after 
afar off, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more, but they shall sit every man under his vine and under his fig tree, and none shall make them afraid. For the mouth of the Lord of hosts hath spoken it. Men are always talking about peace. But peace is not going to come to this world until the Prince of Peace rules in this world. There will be no peace on this earth until God gets all the glory. But in the millennial, but in the millennial reign of Christ, we shall see peace. Peace that is enforced with a rod of iron, according to the scriptures. Hey, this is John Cook again. I want to thank you for joining us in this podcast. I encourage you to join us in the next podcast as we continue our series on Systematic Theology 2. Hey, while you're here, why don't you click that subscribe button and follow us, and you'll be notified just as soon as another podcast is released. Appreciate it. God bless. you.